Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live with the best little parenting show on the internet. Happy New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Eve? What am I talking about? Oh my God, I'm trying to like jump forward. I was trying to be so cool with my fireplace (laughs) and then I blew it. (gasps) Man, so me. (laughs) Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve. I hope that your family is having having a lovely time, whatever it is that you may be doing. You know, we're just very quiet and chill this evening here at our house. I got the fire going, and we have the tree lit up, and Marley's back in her room doing a little something, and um, the dogs are lounging around, and it just feels like like the perfect little, little Christmas card. Of course, I'm going to plug these two books, Brian's book from Fear to Love that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com and The Great Behavior Breakdown um, that you can get at postinstitute.com as well as on Amazon. Um, so how's everybody doing? Like for real, how's everybody doing? Um, I know this time of the year can really be Gosh, it's like a truly like the one of the most interesting mixes because our kids can be so and get so excited about those presents. And then there'll be some kids who like, you know, kind of act like they're not excited at all, but really they're kind of excited. And then, you know, there can be, you know, we've talked about some of the upcoming, you know, as things unfold, things like um, grief grief, missing family, missing family of origin, missing maybe foster families that they've spent time with in the past. Uh, Allison said there was a big, big explosions today. (sighs) Oh, moment. (laughs) I know. That's so hard. There's just so much right now. You know, it's, I always say there's there's a very fine line between fear and excitement. And neurologically, it feels very much the same. And then, you know, we get the, the activities of the holidays and we get the anxiety that we may be feeling, you know, and it may be, you know, again, it's that fine line between anxiety and excitement. And so whatever our energy is, they pick up on that as well. And then there's the whole, like, you know, if they're under the tree counting presents and who has the most presents and, Sibling rivalry can be a massive beast right now, all rooted in the fear of there's not going to be enough, rooted in those blueprints of abandonment and rejection and feeling like, um, you know, elements of maybe not feeling worthy, not feeling valued, questioning our self-worth. I feel seen. Thank you. Oh, Allison, I'm so glad you do. Man, it can be so hard. (sighs) It can be so hard. I think back to um, so many different stories about how the hard can manifest in so many different ways. Um, It can be, you know, big explosions. It can be, um, like I said, it can come out through sibling rivalry. It can come out through hateful, hurtful words that get directed to us. Um, It can can manifest through... um, 
destruction of property can man you know I can remember destruction of property happening right around the holidays and a big root of it really being um, just a, a great missing of home and um, that was thinking about again back back in our group home days what a big deal that was missing home missing family things are not the same as they were a fear of like well I'm never going to get to go back there or you know, there's just so many things, but we know at the root of it is fear. That's the root. And that um, hopefully hopefully uh, the, the dust will settle. Hopefully it will clear out. Um, it seems like sometimes people, there are some people that really pre-stress. And then when the actual day of Christmas comes, it can be really chill. And then I know some families that they're like, man, it feels like everything's going to be great. And then the day of Christmas comes and there's this big battle because somebody got something that somebody else wanted or you know it's just it's just fear you know that fear just rears its ugly head and does nasty mean tricks to our babies and gets them feeling however they may be feeling and helping them know that they're good enough that they're loved that there's plenty of you is such a, a really big deal um I don't know if um oh is it Sherry? Sherry, Sherry. Um, there was a comment that she made last night on our on the Facebook Live that I wanted to go ahead and talk about because, you know, we're not. We're sitting here. We might as well just chat it up a little bit. Um, she, I had mentioned we were talking about different things that influence our children and how our kids mimic lots of different things. Um, and she asked about, you know, sort of what my take was on... She was talking about music and specific music that they don't is appropriate and just what my take on it was and I'll tell you what before I had kids I probably had a lot of takes on that <laughs> but now I have kids and I don't have too many takes on that because what I realize is um, in raising children um, there comes that place where trying to control every little thing will deteriorate your relationship to the point that you have no real influence and you have no real relationship. And that's not a place I want to be and that's not a place that I encourage families to go to. So when it comes to things like that, that, you know, I've used the words ear scolding, that is scolding my ears. And I can remember, um, again, the first time I really had much experience with that was when we were operating the group home and the teenage boys and you know, a lot of, that was when that, that was actually when they very first put it, started putting stickers on CDs that they were explicit lyrics. And so, um, that was really kind of my first experience with that. And what I realized is, um, the thing to me that was important was to be able to talk about it, you know, to be able to have conversation about it, not to just be controlling and say, no, you cannot, but to have conversations about it. Um, because there's different messages and different music. So, you know, to be able to talk about what's that message and why it is that you, um, that you don't feel the message is appropriate, why it bothers you, why it hurts your heart or gives you, a, you know, why it scares you. Because that's what it comes down to, that there's something about that music that's scary to you and to have a conversation about it. And then the other piece, I think, is helping our kids learn that there's a time and a place for everything and know that our children are going to try on different things. 
that's just part of it. It's just part of the process of autonomy, part of the process of kind of uh, finding ourselves and finding who we are. And so that becomes part of the conversation too. And so instead of looking at, you know, do I forbid it? Do I try to control it? How can we connect even around that? Because we don't know what, we're not always going to be in agreement with everything that our children choose to do, especially as they go through phases of autonomy. But we always want them to feel like we still have their back. You know, I might not, I may not even agree with the decisions that you're making, but I'm not going to disagree in a way that's going to get me out of relationship with you. I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to belittle you. I'm not going to be controlling. I'm not going to be condemning. Um, Allison said music was my safe place as a teen. Exactly. There's something about music that can really speak what we don't feel like we have words to say. It can be something that's resonating with our emotions in a way that is really important to us in our development. And you know, it's you know, every generation goes through that about music and art and you know, whether it's television, movies, music, literal, you know, like paintings, things like that. Every generation goes through these places, you know, uh, before, before I was born, it was, you know, like Elvis was like, I can't believe Elvis. And now we're like, Elvis is like nothing. Elvis is not a big deal, right? I can remember literally last week, my daughter was playing Tom Jones. Cause I guess, you know, because he's on the voice in the UK, he's kind of got a resurgence in young fans and I was like oh my god it's so funny to listen to Tom Jones because I remember as a child when I'd see him on TV I'd get so uncomfortable because he was so like and he had those tight pants on you know <laughs> and now I mean if I watched him now I have no idea how I would feel you know and then it was uh, Madonna and then it was you know, it's funny how I, I because I don't know, you know, I, I'm at the point now where I can't really, like, remember all the artists' names. And then we had 50 Cent, we had Eminem, and then we had Gangster Rap. And, you know, we've just got all these different genres of mu music, and they are depicting uh, different parts of, of the world, different parts of communities, different parts of how people feel and think. And so instead of trying to control all of that, to be able to you know, use that as an avenue. Allison pointed out a great, she's, she pointed out something really great. It was how really was, it spoke to her soul. And so to be able to listen to things and it's not about saying I am in agreement as a parent or whatever. Um, you can listen and you can have conversations. And one of the things I had to sort of remind myself is, you know, even though there are words that I don't use and there are words that I would. I want my child to have discretion about the time and the place for her own safety and just so that she can fit into the different environments that she may find herself in. They're just words. They're just words. So knowing that the, the value they have comes from the value we assign to them and that, you know, a lot of people talk about a lot of things in a lot of different ways. And so to use it just more as an avenue to get to know your child, to get to know what's going on that has them attracted to that. And then, you know, if it's something that you're like, you know, 
okay, I get it. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing it with me. If you find it to be that offensive that it really bothers you, ask them to put their headphones in. Say, you know, I don't think it's something that I want your little brothers and little sisters hearing right now. I don't think they're old enough to understand the music, and I don't think they're old enough to understand the time and the place for everything, and they are liable to repeat those words someplace that's going to get them in trouble. And so because of that, I need you to have discretion. And if you're not able to have that discretion, then we may have to have a different conversation. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you have that level of maturity. And then see where that takes you. So, um, Allison, my heart's with you right now. Just a special little, I just want to reach out and say that out loud. Thank you for sharing. I know that there are other people that are probably having meltdowns and struggles tonight, too. Um, it may be a volatile and up and down few days. So, parents, make sure. Actually, one of the things I want you to do is if you have a partner, if you're married, if you have an intimate relationship, I want you to make sure you get some time in with your spouse. Fill your cup. Lay around in bed and look at a little TV or um, after your kids go to get bed, before you, you know, start getting frantic about putting all those toys together, you know, maybe just take a little 30-minute time to share some intimacy with each other and um, then take care of the rest of it. Because when our oxytocin is flowing, we are much better at being able to handle those critical moments with our children. So I hope you guys have a loving holiday. Um, I don't think you'll be hearing from me tomorrow, so that means I'll probably see you on Sunday coming out of church, and uh, much love to you guys, much, much love. God bless, and remember what Brian tells us in any given moment, and I know there'll be a lot of invitations at any given moment. We can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm, and we might, and we might. And when we do, we may need to take a deep breath and come back and apologize and say, I'm sorry, I spewed my stress all over you. I'm tired. I'm just tired. Or whatever your feeling may be. Just take responsibility, you know, and try again. Try better. And to remember, if it quits being fun, quit. This can be a lot for our children. And so, you know, if you can find ways to keep it simple and Keep, you know, if you're visiting family or going places, be sure and keep an eye on them. Keep them close. You know, remember just a little 30-second 30 30 time in of how you doing. I'm just checking on you. Can do a lot to keep their emotional regulatory system sort of in a good place. But remember, we can also take one to two to three deep breaths. And we can just love so I hope you guys have moments of joy and love as you celebrate the holidays. Take care. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.